Welcome to the Mark Stereo Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guests and I's adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Sterry, and I'm a 15-plus-year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Sterry, that's S-T-A-R-Y, music.net, also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of my original music is available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, etc. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. Got an extra buck or two? You wouldn't mind tossing in the podcast tip jar? Please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Also consider helping get the word out in the street via social media, five-star rating and review on iTunes, word of mouth, etc. Happy Thought of the Day is by Milo Ackerman. I want to be stereotyped. I want to be classified. Thanks for tuning in and welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Enjoy! Welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, episode 143. Thanks to all the folks who contribute to this podcast on Patreon.com. Looking to repair and restore receivers, turntables, consoles, cassette players, tube, and solid state? Contact Dustin at Hi-Fi Revival at HiFiRevivalTwinCities.com. My favorite vinyl album to listen to on my Hi-Fi Revival turntable this week is Bob Dylan's New Morning. Coming at you this week on a beautiful summer evening, cleaning gutters and watching 80s horror movies at my home in St. Paul, Minnesota. Our new album, Wrath of the King, is available at shows. Last week's Geeks Wrap-Up. Friday, I played a solo show at Ingredients in White Bear Lake, Minnesota. Thanks to my aunt Cheryl and buddy Scotty for coming out and picking up the new album. Saturday, I played a duo show at JJ's Pub at Commander Bar in Breezy Point, Minnesota. Happy 64th, Stu. See you all next weekend for 7 8 Jam. Upcoming shows. Wednesday, July 11th, 2018. I'll be playing a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. Thursday, July 12th, I'll be playing a solo show at B-Dale Club in Roseville, Minnesota from 6 to 9 p.m. Friday, July 13th, I'll be playing a solo show at Nova in Hudson, Wisconsin from 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. Saturday, July 14th, I'll be playing a duo show at Petey Pappy's Poop Deck in Stillwater, Minnesota from 3 to 6 p.m. Sunday, July 15th, the Mark Stereo Trio will be rocking again at the 7 8 Jam in Jenkins, Minnesota from 3 till... question mark. Guest this week. It's part one of two with Tom Anderson and Phil Anderson of the popular St. Croix Valley area rock band Polk County Rockers. We discuss rocked up cool 108 tunes, no effects, blue-eyed special, etc. Enjoy the conversation. Welcome to Mark Stereo Music Podcast, everybody. We're here in St. Croix Falls, Wisconsin at the legendary, iconic Dallas House. Is it Dallas House or Dal- Dallas House? Dallas. Dallas House. Um, 
Our good friend Adam Miller got me straight on that many, many years ago. That it wasn't Dallas House. It was Dallas House. Yeah. And why is that? Because of the river, right? Yeah, it's where river meets land or something like that. Okay, very cool. We're here playing a, we're playing a, a, a duo. We're playing a two-band show here, just like the old days at the Dallas House with... The headliners tonight, the Poe County Rockers, and I, a, a legendary band around the St. Croix Valley area, um, playing around for a million years, uh, big players in the, in the scene out here, which is, you know, coming from St. Paul to St. Croix Falls is just as close to going anywhere else in the Twin Cities, so I consider it part of the Twin Cities music market and thought we'd cut a podcast before the show with two of the rock stars <laughs> of the Polk County Rockers, Mr. Tom Anderson and one of my oldest friends from college, Phil Anderson. How are you guys doing tonight? Good, you? Doing quite well, thank you. Pretty damn good, man. This place is haunted, right, Phil? <laughs> <laughs> so the story goes. We tried just doing a sound check. Um, hi, how's it going? What's the sound check gal's name? Mandy. So Mandy just suggested we sound check, and so we're glad we did, as Tom said here, because... Uh, the Dallas House Gremlins are in that damn system. <laughs> the ghost of Andy is in the system. Yeah, the ghost of Andy is right. <laughs> all right, man. That's so exactly when did you guys? When did you guys all get formed up? Um, looking back at it, uh, Tom and Lisa were in a band called. Uh, first, they were called Tickled Pink. So who's all in the, in the Polk County Rockers? So the Polk County Rockers are myself and Phil, and then um, Lisa and Tom Mangelson. Okay. And back in uh, the late, early 2000s, they were in a band called Tickled Pink. Turns out that name was trademarked, so they changed their name to the Belted Galloways. It was Tom, Lisa, and John Larson. And they had asked me to come in to sing. They were an all-original band, and they had asked me to come in and sing with them um, Working Class Hero. And really from that is what sparked the whole, hey, we should get together and do like our own version of like the great music of, of the 50s and 60s. And uh, so, you know, Phil and I have been in bands together prior, and it just made sense, the four of us getting together. Because I mean, Lisa's my best friend from high school, Phil's my cousin, and it was just before Tom and Lisa got married. So we just kind of got together from that and started with Stepping Stone, and uh, we just started practicing and having fun and said, hey, let's, uh, let's play some shows. Aren't you related to him too, Phil? To Tommy. Oh, just to Tommy. Yeah, okay, that's how it went. Okay, I get it. Um, so what kind of 50s bands, like, what made you want to go down that avenue? Well, I'm not exactly sure why we picked that. It's just... Maybe we, it was easier to learn a lot of songs <laughs> real fast and start playing shows. I think it was just, it'd, it'd be kind of fun to just like, when you get your buddies together, like with no real aspiration to like, hey, we're going to start playing shows. It was like, hey, let's come over and jam on like some of the best songs of all time. Okay. But put our little spin on it. And that's yeah, really man. how it got started. And all of a sudden we had a handful of songs. We're just like, you know, we should like play some shows. We had yeah. like 45 songs that took us about 45 minutes to blaze through <laughs> at the beginning. <laughs> it was like super fast punk rock style. Yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah. Very Definitely. cool. Um, how long have you been playing in Dallas House ever since the, the first? Well, when you guys first started out? We first started out, we were playing at Jammers, and uh, which, Jammers? which is, it used to be the Windjammer on Highway 8. On Highway 8. Oh, I, I thought that was called um, Windjammer. 
it's been El Gringo's. Yeah, it's been a bunch of different. It's been a bunch of different. Blue Lagoon. Blue. Yeah, I think it was everything. It's been a lot of things. It was the Windjammer when we were growing up. It was a staple. Windjammer. It was a staple of St. Croix Falls, and and it turned into like kind of a live music venue just as we were uh, getting formed and starting to play. And then we were also playing in Milltown at the Hall. Uh, which the was a hall. great, great music venue uh, in the early 2000s. Who ran that? Jay. Jay. Um, dang it. I don't remember his last name. <laughs> I should remember, but. Yeah, so Jay we. Jay Norman. Jay Norman. Yeah, okay. so we actually started up there and we really didn't bring it down here until Sonny bought the place, I don't think. Right. Yeah, and it was even kind of after the whole uh, tribute band thing blazed through here but she always had original music yep slash tribute band nights with different production companies and then like yeah, literal tribute bands where they come out and dressed, dressed like, like um, Ozzy Osbourne looked like yeah, Ozzy Osbourne poison that, yeah. that stuff and uh, so like after that stuff went through you know we just we had built a pretty good um, fan base uh-huh. amongst our friends because we're all from here we're yep. all from Polk County. We're all from St. Croix Falls. I graduated from Lisa and I graduated from St. Croix. Phil graduated from Unity, and Tom graduated from Frederick. So and we're I graduated all from, from Turtle Lake. And you graduated I, but from I grew Turtle up Lake. outside of range. Some of right. Polk got too. Right. So I mean, we were all here, and like our friends dug it, and like everybody dug it because we're playing the music that catered to the old folks at the time, which is, are now our age. <laughs> and uh, so like songs that were on at the time, Cool 108. You know the Beatles and the Rolling Stones that like the bar crowd liked, but we were playing them um, with a lot of youth and exuberance. So like it just fit everybody. Isn't that kind of what Mike Ness did when he from the um, uh, what's that Social Distortion? Did he do? What did he do? A bunch of solo records, kind of punk up some Johnny Cash and shit like that. Well, when when Mike Ness went solo, he he really went more country. But what yeah, um, but what Fat Mike what was okay. Fat Mike from No Effects. Started a cover band called Me First in the Gimme Gimmies. And they do like exactly what we do. Like they take like just really, like they'll do like a. a uh, a disco record, punk rock style, or a bunch of country songs into punk rock style, and uh, and that's kind of what we do. Yeah, how how did punk rock get so big around here? Like I grew up in Turtle Lake, Wisconsin, which is right outside of Poco, and there was like none. And I'm around your guys' age too. But how did it get so big in this area? Yeah. Well, we had like for example, I just saw you guys play at the Paradise Landing in Balsam Lake. And you guys sang a Misfits song, and I mentioned it on a podcast a few weeks ago, you guys' cool version of that, and everyone sang along like it was Sweet Caroline. Yeah, right. You know, it's and true. I'm serious. It's like the worst lyrics of all time. They're, yeah, they're, and, and they're pretty and How did that get so big around here? I don't understand. Well, I'm, well, I think Metallica made that song. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Phil, we've got to get you closer to the mic there, oh, brother. Sorry. Um, Gosh, I don't know. I don't know if it's like a... I would say, like, I remember when I was in high school... Last Caress is a Sweet Carolina in the St. Croix Valley. <laughs> That's scene. true. Um, I would say, like, when I was in high school, there was, um, there was a guy, Josh Cortez, who, you know, started listening to punk rock, like the Ramones, and Green Day, like when Green... Really, it all started with, with Rancid and Green Day when they got popular in the, in the early to mid-90s. Yeah. Black, white, white, 
and kids from high school that, that we, when we were in high school, it got big. So we had these garage bands that were playing it. And then uh, there was three people named Finn, Adam, and Ross. And they started, they were based out of Luck, Wisconsin, and they were called Lucky. And they, had, they went to California to, to the San Francisco Bay Area, honed their skills, and they came back. And when they came back, it just exploded like through this. And they're, they're probably my biggest musical influences. And they're local. Yeah. And they're local. Oh, yeah. that's so cool. Likewise. That's what I was curious about. Yeah. Likewise on the influencing. Wow. It's like called Lucky? They were yeah. called Lucky. And because uh, like they, we all Where knew do they that play? they play around here. Well, they played in the cities. Yeah, they played in the cities a lot. They did Battle of the Band stuff. They played at Ozfest and Warp Tour. Legion up here. <laughs> yeah, 20 years ago, like 1998, they played uh, Ozfest and Warp Tour. And Warp Tour. And that was the year. So they had, they went out to California in either late 96 or early 97, stayed out there for a year, and they came back in April of 1998. And I remember, like, that was the first punk rock show that I ever went to. I had just gra- I'd graduated high school a year before, and um, they were playing in a Minneapolis in a place called the Crack House. Which had legendary basement shows. Like I'm talking when Forever. before Green Day was famous, when they were coming through town, they played in the basement of this house. And wow, I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah. So Lucky came back and they played a show there with Six One Two and the Ghetto Kings. Josh Cortez was in the Ghetto Kings, and um, out of Mankato. That's a great name for a band too. Oh, absolutely great name. And like that was my first exposure to it. And like from there, it was like my life changed. But like it just they just took off through the cities and just like instant like. Borderline stardom. They had auditioned for Lookout Records when they were out in California. It's just it was wild. And like hung out with cool bands, like lived with them. Like I think Les and Jake stayed with them, like the ska band. Yeah. I think they yeah. had, like. It the story was, has it that they got to hang out with a bunch of these cool bands, maybe even Green Day or something out there. So well, that ripple effect. Because they were on Lookout Records. Yep. Right. Yep. So yeah, I think they got to like hang out. Well, with Green and, Day and I, it might be it might be urban legend, but I believe that there was one night that they were that Ross was honing his vocal skills uh, doing karaoke, and Davey Havoc from AFI was <coughs> there practicing his vocal singing at at a karaoke in San Francisco. Wow. <laughs> So, so like folks, to hear those the, the, stories. The lucky band came back from California and hit it big in the cities, had some big shows, and the ripple effect of them hitting just went through and inspired all you up and coming musician guys. I would think so. That definitely, I mean, not uh, gave you hope or that you know thought you could do. Well, something. there's no hope in the music. <laughs> well, they're right. <laughs> Made but you think you could do play you what do you wanted and to. And yeah. People enjoy it, and that's what you're doing it for yourself and other people. So I feel like. Definitely was, the man that did that for it me. It was just it was really cool, like to see them and to hear people that I knew because Ross's mom was my home ec teacher, and Adam Hallberg went to the same high school as Phil, and he worked with me at my at my dad and, and my uncle's company and Phil. Yep. We worked for my dad at the laundry, so like I knew both of them, and Finn went to high school with Ross. So like to see people that like we basically knew, and they're singing songs about being from here with like teenage angst and everything, but poppy and catchy. So it was just before, really you know, cool. just as like Blink 182 was catching on, and like this like pop power chainsaw pop or whatever was going, and it was just incredible. And they're just like, well, these are the bands that influenced us, the Descendants, and and Bad Religion. And it was like, well, if they influence you guys, then let's listen to it. And it just took off because it's incredibly good music. So when you guys were starting off, um, you said it was the early 2000s. 
Yeah. What were some of the other local bands who we'd go see them play? Let's say at the Dallas House here, or, or at in Milltown across there, and you'd be like, okay, we want to be like these guys. Was there any other local folks besides the Lucky's band that you guys really enjoyed back in the day in the '90s or whatever? Back, yeah, back then. I mean, I remember seeing Tom Angleson, who's plays guitar in our band, playing bass oh, yeah. with Boogie Whack when I was in high school at like Luck Middle School gym. With a bunch of other bands. Yeah, so that like that's another legendary yeah. band like from this area. Um, Sean Mathias and Cale Nelson and uh, Tom Mark. Mark Mangelson, which is yeah. Tom's cousin, and Tom, they were this uh, funk band oh, called sweet. called yeah. Boogie Whack, and they were incredible. And now, you know, Cale moved. Uh, is still yeah. doing music in Nashville. Yeah. Oh, you're talking yeah. about Kale, bass yeah. player Kale? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. That was yeah. his band. I mean, I those guys are young. Years, and... I know exactly who he is. Yeah, yeah. So he was the the organist like out of high school. Yeah. This is, yeah. For young. Uh, they did for that album when they're like 16 or 17 or something. Yeah. If you wow. listen to like, it, it's dynamic like... Dan and the Master Plan. Yeah. Uh, with Dan Tricker and and Eric Bobzine, Tim Michelson, Ray, and Leggett. I recognize yeah. all these names. Leggett. Yeah. So I mean, these were the bands that were playing like when we were getting started. Yes. You know, and yep. Phil and I, Phil and I were in a band. Uh, my first band uh, was Blue Eyed Special that Phil and I were in. You know, and that was, that was started in two thousand and one. Fame shift, I think. Well, yeah, it was Fame shift. <laughs> hold up, hold up. Let me just. What did you said? Blue Eyed Special. Yeah. Okay, I'm just gonna <laughs> retrieve something here. Phil and I have been friends for probably twenty years. We both met at UW Stout. Been friends ever since, and. Don't you have a tattoo of Blue Eyes Special? Kind of still. Mine's right here, hidden. Mine's right here. I, oh, I got mine first. My gosh. Tommy bought mine, actually. Yeah, so so it was my idea, because I got mine first, <laughs> and it was my idea that we would That's all how get you know it. somebody pretty good he is. An X tattoo of a band he played in high school, <laughs> and I recognize it. Right, so it was my idea that, that myself and Phil and Brady Voss and Chris Durkop, we would all get the Blue Eyes Special tattoo, and only two of us did. Um, <laughs> we broke up the next day. Yeah, pretty much. No. What was the? Why did you call it Blue Eyed Special? Well, we were we were trying to come up with names for our band, and the the first name of it was Fame Shift. Yeah, like we we had another. Well, there was another kid who was in high school named Mike Schmidt, and he was a drummer. And Phil and Brady were both playing guitar, and Brady was singing, and Chris Durkow played bass, and they were practicing at Dresser Hall. And I went to see, like Phil told me about, it's so like I went to see them practice, and they were practicing some newfound glory songs and so well, i can sing newfound glory so i got up there and started singing i could sing better than brady so that was how we started fame shift and we played for a battle of the bands because brady was a senior in high school at, at st croix falls so we played the st croix falls battle of the bands we won um mike had to exit the band because he couldn't stay out past curfew to like continue practicing so he was out phil went to drums and, uh, and we changed our name to Blue-Eyed Special. We were just kind of, like, thinking, like, what should we call ourselves? And it came to me, like, I was watching, like, King of Queens or, or something like that. Is that Nels? Sorry, bug it. I haven't <laughs> seen him in six years. We're here yeah, doing a scary. podcast. Yeah, that's <laughs> Topher's brother. Topher's brother. Yeah, How's it is. going, guys? I tell you what. We got the Rockers. We got Sterry. They got Green Belt again. Nels is cutting promos <laughs> on the Mark Sterry Music Podcast here. I haven't seen him in 10 years, but it's good to see him. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, so uh, I was watching something, and they referenced um, Frank Sinatra, Old Blue Eyes. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. 
And I, so I quickly texted. Actually, it might have been called. I don't even know if texting existed at the time. And I said, hey, does everybody in the band have blue eyes? And we all did. So that's that's why we called it Blue Eyed Special. Wow, total gimmick. I didn't. That's one thing I didn't know about either. You guys you have blue eyes and all that. You do, I guess. Looking at you right now. Yeah. So that's how it got started, and uh, feels, but. <laughs> and uh, and that was a, that was a fun summer. Mine too. That was a fun summer. That 2001, we had quite the uh, contingent of uh, well, underage high school girls following us around. Same lineup since 2001. Are you kidding me? For for well, Blue Light Special, we only played oh, for no, a Blue year. Light Special 2001. It was only yeah. a year. Only a year. Oh, we geez. played almost exactly a year. After a band for one year, I, we oh, I did it right away. The second day. Right away. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right away. Yeah. It, it was, was a lot of fun. We started. That was like a cover band actually to start for us to get our thing yeah. going. But then it was yep. original. I mean, original based after that. And yep. Yeah, that was the first song. Like, that was the first band that I was ever in, and and I wrote the majority of the lyrics uh, to the songs, and and Chris Durkop was the musical like phenom of that band. Yeah, his dad was a music teacher in Somerset and Yeah, and yeah, he's pretty talented. He's guy. very talented. He was, he was a like trombone player, I believe, Trom- in, yeah. in high school and like he was our bass player and yeah. like I would because I didn't know like how to write music, like I would just have like a melody in my head. So I would just sing the words that I had written and and Chris and Brady uh, like put the music to it and we had a nice little pop punk thing kick off and it was uh, it was pretty cool. It was a fun little summer. Very cool. Um but the we, band. but we as the rockers have been have had the same lineup since 2004. We've taken some 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 extended breaks uh, for personal reasons um, at at different times. But we always reconvened and, and started playing again. Yeah, the name Polk County Rockers is spectacular. <laughs> like if I could steal any name, it'd be like that's one of the best band names I've ever. It just for some reason iconic. Um, Polk County Rockers. I love, who came up with that name? I don't know. I think we're looking like using the old songs, going for the easy way out. I mean, one? I don't know. Like we were trying to. I don't even remember. Like I mean, I would love to take credit for it, and and I will. But I'm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I but know. I mean, we were trying to come up with names or whatever. And actually, I think it was Lisa, because I, I was like, we were. I, I, me, I, I was like, oh, you know, we could go. Uh, our, put our names together. We're just like Tommy Tom Felisa, oh, you know, yeah, just like right, as like yeah. one word, and then I went really appropriate with it, and I'm just like, how about two Toms Felisa? <laughs> oh, and she's just like, uh, yeah, no, we're terrible at name yeah. building. Yeah, and then she's just like, well, we're really rocking, and we're from Polk County, and just like, all right, Polk County Rockers, let's oh, do it. What a great band name, uh, spectacular band name. Um, so tell us about this new merch you guys got going on. I'm lucky enough to get <laughs> a T-shirt. In the style of the Ramones, except for Polk County Rockers. Johnson, I get a cocktail, brother. Yeah. I'll, t- I'll take a beer too, please. Billy wants a beer too, brother. Put him on. I got a tab. Yes, he walks to the back. We'll yeah. that out. <laughs> of course, Brian K. Johnson has weasels his way on the show somehow. I don't know we've been talking about T-shirts for quite a while, and I figured I, I saw. It. I don't even know if it was a Ramones shirt because I've seen like the Roots have a shirt like that, and did they really? Yeah. It's, so it's, it's figured, a pretty popular uh, ripoff. Since we cover songs, we might as well cover T-shirts. I love it. So I think we're going to keep trying to stick with that theme. One of my favorite hard rock bands, Ghost, I just realized that they took old movie posters 
and that's their album covers. They put mm. the other guy's face on there and kind of make it their own, but it's old movie covers and stuff. I think it's kind of fun to look back like that and make it your own, you know? Yep. Well, and that's basically what we do. Is there with... any Ramones left? Do you get mad about this or no? Uh, Marky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's the only one who's still alive. I mean, he wasn't one of the original four, but, I mean, he was when, when Tommy just moved out of the band into, like, just the production part of it. Um, but really, so... For, for the listeners that don't know, Phil, like, owns a T-shirt company called Poco Wisco. And They're awesome shirts. Which are too. incredible, incredible shirts. He could probably do a better promo than me for, for the company. So now that he's had that, we're just like, well, we, we've sold Poco Wisco shirts at our shows before. And it was actually kind of funny. Like, Dude. the one time that we did, this girl was just, like, like, bought the shirt because she thought it was a band shirt. And I'm just like, well, it's actually just... You know, a Poco Wisco shirt. It's not a Rockers shirt. She's just like, well, you guys should make shirts. So, you know, after like two years, we finally did it. And because the way that we we cover songs is we make them our own. That's exactly what we do. What we're gonna do with uh, with logos is we're just gonna make them our own. So, for those, it's instead of Ramones, it says Rockers, and then around the the symbol, instead of the names Joey, Johnny, Dee Dee, and Tommy, it says Philly, Lisa, Thomas, and Tommy. Which the letter the lettering fits. Perfect. <laughs> this is one of those meant to be things which this band has always kind of been. Mr. Tom Anderson and Phil Anderson, thanks for being on the Mark Stereo Music Podcast of oh, the Polk County Rockers. Please stick around next week for part two with these boys, these rock and roll boys, before we play Rock Out of Dallas House here in Sacred Falls, Wisconsin. And Johnson, why are you looking at me so creepy? Because <laughs> he didn't get us a drink or <laughs> beer yet. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for new podcasts about life and times in the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. This is a listener-supported podcast, so if you'd like to get on board, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. If you enjoyed some of the musical edits on the show, please head on over to your local record store or do some digging on iTunes and load up on some new songs. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music somewhere. It could be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go have some fun. Till next time.